0: Welcome to Deep Dive Radio. I'm your host, Alan James. This show is dedicated to revealing the truth that lies beneath the surface. Are you ready for the truth? Then join me now for another exciting episode of Deep Dive Radio. Good morning. It's Sunday, June 4th, 2023. Episode 16, Corona, 1965. No, we're not talking about a car here, folks. We're talking about the history of the coronavirus, when it started, and where it came from. Okay, that said, let's imagine that we're a reporter, and our job today is to interview people on the street, random folks, and ask them a couple of questions. One being, where did the COVID-19 come from, and when did it get started? A typical answer might be, well, everybody knows it started January 2020, and it came from a a wet market in Wuhan, right? Well, I might say, you know, it could have come from there, but there's some people that think it came from a lab. What do you think of that? And you might say, well, that's reasonable enough. You know, that could be. And then what if I told you, you know, this wasn't the first time that this happened? You might say, well, I could probably believe that too. I guess that's possible. And what if I said it was gain-of-function research, that scientists were actually trying to make this More contagious to humans. You might say, well, I guess so. That's getting a little stretchy for me, but maybe. And then finally, what if I told you that we've been messing around with the coronavirus since 1965? You'd probably say, well, that's it for me. You're a conspiracy theorist. I gotta go. Later, Gator. And then my response to that would be, yeah, you're right. It's a conspiracy. But it's no theory. All right, folks, this is going to be a great show. I'm going to take you over to the International COVID Summit meeting that took place in Brussels at the beginning of May. And one of the speakers there was Dr. David Martin. And he had some very enlightening things to say, some matter of fact things to say. So all the things we were talking about before in the intro, he's going to lay out all the facts for you. But you might be asking, why should we listen to this guy? Who is he? What's his credentials? Well, let's get into that. Anyway, uh, he's the founder uh, and chairman of MCAM Incorporation, the international leader in innovation finance, trade, and intangible asset finance. He is the developer of the first innovation-based quantitative index of public entities and is managing partner of the Purple Bridge Funds. He is the creator of the world's first quantitative public equity index, the CNBC IQ100 powered by MCAM. Okay, so that's just one paragraph of this whole section of his bio. It's just like several paragraphs. I'm not going to read through the whole thing. If you want to know more about him, I think I've heard enough. But if you want to know more about him, just go to davidmartin.world forward slash about. Okay, and then you can find out more about David. But to me, um, I know a lot about him. I know he's the real deal. So we should be listening to this guy. Okay, so what he's about to say is going to blow you away. Everything you thought was true... Everything the government told you, everything the mainstream media told you, is going to get blown out of the water. Take a listen.
1: My role today is to set the stage for this conversation in a historical context, because this did not come in the last three years. This did not come in the last five or six years. This actually is an ongoing question that probably began here in Europe in the early stages of the mid 19 hundreds, but certainly by 1913, 1914, this conversation started right here in Central Europe. The pandemic that we alleged to have happened in the last few years also did not happen overnight. In fact, the very specific pandemic using coronavirus began in a very different time. Most of you don't know that coronavirus as a model of a pathogen was isolated in 1965. But what's particularly interesting about its isolation in 1965 was that it was immediately identified as a pathogen that could be used and modified for a whole host of reasons. But in 1966, the very first COV, coronavirus model was used as a transatlantic biological experiment in human manipulation and you heard the date 1966 in 1967 we did the first human trials on inoculating people with modified coronavirus and in 1975 1976 and 1977 we started figuring out how to modify coronavirus by putting it into different animals pigs and dogs And not surprisingly, by the time we got to 1990, we found out that coronavirus as a infectious agent was an industrial problem for two primary industries. The industries of dogs and pigs, dog breeders and pigs found that coronavirus created gastrointestinal problems. And that became the basis for Pfizer's first spike protein vaccine patent filed. Are you ready for this? In 1990. Pfizer, 1990, the very first spike protein vaccine for coronavirus. And in 1990, they found out that there was a problem with vaccines. They didn't work. You know why they didn't work? It turns out that coronavirus is a very malleable model. It transforms and it changes and it mutates over time. As a matter of fact, every publication on vaccines for coronavirus from 1990 until 2018, every single publication concluded that coronavirus escapes the vaccine impulse because it modifies and mutates too quickly for vaccines to be effective and since 1990 to 2018 that is the published science ladies and gentlemen that's following the science following the science is their own indictment of their own programs that said it doesn't work and there are thousands of publications to that effect not a few hundred and not paid for by pharmaceutical companies these are publications that are independent scientific research that shows unequivocally including efforts of the chimera modifications made by ralph berk in the university of north carolina chapel hill all of them show vaccines do not work on coronavirus
0: vaccines do not work get that through your thick skulls not you the ones that Swear by it. The ones that walk around with masks on. The ones that have had five booster shots and are half dead now. Or in a pine box. Vaccines do not work for coronaviruses. Got it? Get it? Good. All right, so let's unpack some of the other things he had to say, all right? First, he goes back to 1965. That's when they had their first peak at the coronavirus and then i think in 1967 they discovered that it could be manipulated and in the early 70s they were given it to pigs and dogs which gave rise for them to develop a vaccine for the animals but what were they really thinking well if we could do animals now we could do people later that's what they were really thinking are you catching all this folks If you think that this pseudo-pandemic that happened wasn't planned, if you think your government has your best interest in mind, then I've got some oceanfront property in Nebraska with your name on it. Long ago, they abandoned you. I know, it's hard to take. We always thought we lived in the best country in the world. And we probably do. But even the best country in the world, apparently doesn't care for his citizens. I'm glad that's clear now. All right, so let's listen to what else he had to say that day.
1: But then we had an interesting development in 2002, and this date is most important. Because in 2002, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, patented, and I quote, an infectious replication defective clone of coronavirus. Listen to those words. Infectious replication defective. What does that phrase actually mean? For those of you not familiar with language, let me unpack it for you. Infectious replication defective means a weapon. It means something meant to target an individual but not have collateral damage to other individuals. That's what infectious replication defective means. And that patent was filed in 2002 on work funded by NIAID's Anthony Fauci from 1999 to 2002. And that work, patented at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, mysteriously preceded SARS 1.0 by a year. (sighs) Dave, are you suggesting that SARS 1.0 wasn't from a wet market in Wuhan? Are you suggesting it might have come from a laboratory in the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill? No, I'm not suggesting it. I'm telling you that's the facts. We engineered SARS. SARS is not a naturally occurring phenomenon. The naturally occurring phenomenon is called the common cold. It's called influenza-like illness. It's called gastroenteritis. That's the naturally occurring coronavirus. SARS is the research developed by humans weaponizing a life system model to actually attack human beings. And they patented it in 2002.
0: Can you say bioweapon? can you say? Plandemic? Stop calling it a theory, okay? So let's move forward to the COVID-19 era and unpack what happens next. Here's how it goes. So they put their little heads together and they started gain-of-function research so that they can have a Frankenstein virus for their vaccine. But there was one minor problem. They had a vaccine that didn't work. So how are they going to get authorization to use this vaccine. Light bulb went off and they said, I got this. We'll create a pandemic. And then they have to use our vaccine as an emergency use authorization. Now, if you don't know what emergency use authorization is, it means if there is any other therapeutical drug or any other drug on the market that is proving to be efficacious against the disease, then you can't get your vaccine authorized for emergency use. So when other countries started experimenting with therapeutic drugs, they found that they were having success. They immediately put propaganda out there to call it a poison, quash it, get whatever they had to do, so they can get their little scheme going to make it look like that their way was the only way out, and they succeeded. All right, are you getting this? You understanding what's happening here? The vaccine already existed. And they were waiting for a virus for them to use it for a vaccine that doesn't work. So the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, this COVID-19 virus, how convenient would that be if we just let it out to the public so then we can get our our vaccines? Everybody's going to be making money, well, the pharma anyway. So I don't know if you're aware of this, but they've been running what they call germ games, Okay where they make believe that there's a big outbreak of some kind of virus, whether it's Ebola, whatever the heck it is. And then they do a simulation in case what might happen if we had a real pandemic. So I'm not sure if you ever heard of Event 201. Event 201 happened October 18th, 2019. And guess what they were simulating? You guessed it, a coronavirus pandemic. And they did it just a few months before the real deal. Are we clear on this? Are you starting to see the picture? And by the way, this wasn't just similar to it. It was exact. It was to the T, three months before this, everything that happened during the regular pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic, everything was exactly, precisely the same in this Event 201 pre-enactment where if you put them side by side, you cannot tell the difference between reality and fiction. So just go see it. Now, this is not the first time they've done these germ games, folks. I've got a list right here, and I'll bring that to you right after the break. Hang on. Hey, folks, did you know Deep Dive Radio now has a store? That's right, you can buy merchandise right on the website. You just go to deepdiveradio.com forward slash store. Right now, we have a DDR coffee mug that's only $15. That's my cost. So uh, I'm not making any dough off of this. It's just, you know, you're helping me advertise the, uh, the radio station. So go there and get your merch. Hurry up. Let's go. All right. I'm back. Anyway, I said I had a list of all these germ games that they were putting on over the years. The first one I came up with dates back to 2001. That was called Dark Winter. After that, 2003 and then 2005, Atlantic Storm. 2003, Global Mercury. 2010, Lockstep. 2017, Mars. 2017, again, Spars. 2018, Claydex. Name for a rock band, I guess. Sounds like a good one for a rock band. 2019, Crimson Contagion. Sounds like a movie. And 2019 Event 201, and that's the one that I was talking about earlier that emulates exactly what happened months later when the real pandemic came, or the pseudo-pandemic, whichever you prefer to call it. You cannot tell the difference between these two events, the the fictional reenactment or preenactment, germ game, and the actual event that happened in 2020. Now, you might make the argument that, oh, this is a good thing. They can be prepared in case there is ever a pandemic. And, you know, you can argue that. But let's take a closer look to see what the real motivations were for these simulations. So I'll take you over to an excellent book called The Real Anthony Fauci by Bobby Kennedy Jr., where he explains it perfectly what these guys are up to. All right, so the guy in charge... Was a bioweapons expert named Robert P. Cadillac. This is the guy that ran all the simulations, Event Two O One, and all the other ones preceding. Listen up. So, sir, Cadillac simulations and over a dozen that would succeed it over the next twenty plus years, many under Bill Gates' direction, shared common features. Okay, here they are. None of them emphasized protecting public health by showing Americans how to bolster their immune systems, to eat well, to lose weight, to exercise, to maintain vitamin D levels, and to avoid chemical exposure. None of these focused on devising the vital communications infrastructures to link frontline doctors during a pandemic or to facilitate the development and refinement of optimal treatment protocols. None of these dealt with seriously with the need to identify off-the-shelf, now known as repurposed, therapeutic drugs to mitigate fatalities and to shorten a pandemic's duration. None of them considered ways to isolate the sick and protect the vulnerable and how to shield people in nursing homes and other institutions from infection. None of them questioned the efficacy of masks, lockdowns, and social distancing in reducing casualties none of them engaged in soul searching about how to preserve constitutional rights during a global pandemic. Instead, the simulations war gamed how to use police powers to detain and quarantine citizens, how to impose martial law, how to control messaging by deploying propaganda, how to employ censorship to silence dissent, and how to mandate masks, lockdowns, And coercive vaccinations and conduct track and trace surveillance among potential reluctant populations. Sound familiar? Because it's exactly what they did when the real deal was afoot. And they succeeded. So why bother finding out any other therapeutic repurposed drug? There's no incentive in it. They rehearsed their little warm games. And then they followed through with it. And they succeeded. And any other therapeutic drug that showed promise was quickly quashed with propaganda. Let that sink in. All right, so we'll talk about after the break where you can find some of these simulations online. Stick around. Did you notice there's no advertisements on Deep Dive Radio? That's because I don't want corporate sponsors telling us what to say and what to cover. So that's why we rely on listeners like you for our funding on Deep Dive Radio. If you want to hear the truth that lies beneath the surface, go to deepdiveradio.com and donate now. All right, so I'm back. So anyway, if you want to see one of these simulations, you can go to plandemicseries.com. You can watch the second film by Mickey Willis called Indoctrination. And uh, Dr. David Martin is a big part of that film. But at the beginning, right at the beginning, they show side by side, Event 201 and compared it to what really happened, you're going to see they're identical. It's just mind blowing. You got to see it. Just, just you'll go to, um, again, just go to plandemicseries.com and you'll see it about two thirds of the way down the page. And to me, they're going to tell you that they're doing these exercises to help get prepared for any kind of pandemic or problem in the future. But really, what it really is in disguise, it's a psyop to condition the viewers us that this is the only way out this was in conjunction with johns hopkins bill gates bill well the bill and melinda gates foundation the world economic forum that's klaus schwab who wants the great reset so these are the people that want one world order that are part of these events in this case this is event 201 there's a whole bunch of them that they've done i mentioned earlier they're not trying to help us they're trying to make money and at our expense. They're not looking for alternative ways to stop a pandemic. They're looking for one way and that is vaccines and they're and they're also they like I said before they're only touching on draconian measures. So that means well vaccines, lockdowns, masks, stay at home instead of logical things that make a lot of sense. Okay, there's not just one way out of any situation, whatever it is. There's always alternative views, but They can't make money off those other ones. And that's what these tabletop exercises are all about. All right. Johns Hopkins, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab. These are all the people that are financing these pandemic exercises, okay? And this, again, happened on October 18, 2019, event 201. And that's months before there was any mention of a COVID or coronavirus you got to go see it. Just go see Event Two Hundred One. just go to Plandemic Series and scroll down the page, and at the beginning of the Plandemic Two Indoctrination, they show the comparison between these exercises and what really happened. Okay, but I'll tell you what I'll do on here. I'll um, I'll just put a little excerpt from that beginning on here. Now you will, you know, there's obviously there's a, it's a video, it's a movie, it's a documentary kind of setup. But uh, I'll just play the audio part for you here of the beginning of that. And you'll hear the simulation next to the real deal, what really happened. So the simulation was, or the exercise, the tabletop exercise was months before this. But uh, I'll play them side by side so you get an idea what I'm talking about here. All right, take a listen.
1: Some countries have banned travel from the worst affected areas. The president
0: has made a decision to suspend all travel the United Kingdom and Ireland. Dis
1: and misinformation circulating over the internet. Across the world, misinformation about the virus is being shared online. A significant demand for N95 masks and gloves are on the rise. The demand for N95 masks to prevent the deadly airborne virus has surged. We could eventually have 52 million treatment courses per year but it will take many months to get there. We're still many months out from having something that we can really deploy to the public. And 65% of those polled are eager to take the vaccine, even if it's experimental. A new poll finds that 49% of Americans say they would get a COVID-19 vaccine should an effective one be discovered.
0: I bet you you couldn't tell the difference between the real one and the fake one. Because this wasn't an exercise to prepare what we can do if we get another pandemic. This was an exercise to prep us for what they were about to do. Disguised as a health way to save humanity from a vaccine that they created. Let that sink in. So here's another thought. It it takes a long time to do a documentary. And I said this came out in October of 2019, way before the, the pandemic. And so... They had a, you know, it takes a long time. It was like probably a year in production to do this thing. So if they knew about this thing for over a year, it begs the question that, you know, if they were prepared for a year in advance, why didn't they do anything about it? Why weren't they better prepared? Why was everything all chaotic and we had to close down and everything if they were prepared? Because they had an agenda. They had an agenda to control you. If you think about it again, who's involved in this? Johns Hopkins Center. World Economic Forum, who wants one world order, okay? The Great Reset with Klaus Schwab. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are over and over telling us how overpopulated we are. They want to get rid of us. It's simple. Okay, well, so the moral of the story here is this thing was planned for a very, very long time. All the way back to 1965, they've been messing with a coronavirus because they realized it can be easily manipulated and they could use it as a bioweapon. They can use it to control you and I. Okay, this has all been planned and everything followed script to the letter. And I got news for you, folks. They're going to do it again. And I predict right around election time. All right. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for joining me on Deep Dive Radio. I'm your host, Alan James. We'll see you every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. So long now. Hey, folks. Did you know that Deep Dive Radio has a store now? That's right. You can go on deepdiveradio.com forward slash store, and you can buy our coffee mug. And now, brand new, we have a t-shirt. So head on over to the store and get your merchandise right now.